Football Fridays are presented by Stonehaven Dental. At Stonehaven Dental, they say yes. Yes to free exams and x-rays for new patients and flexible appointments. Say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com to schedule an appointment. All right, question of the morning. How about the Cougars in Vegas? What do you think of that season opening win? Tyler, did they play? I was too busy watching the Aggies do what they do best. Win! Exclamation point, all caps. We will get to the Aggies with the head coach, Blake Anderson, joining us at 9.30, one hour from now. We'll be talking to the Aggie head coach. Travis says, that's about what I thought they were against P5 talent. Next Saturday will be a stiff test. Agreed. And Michael says, for both teams, uh, it's already starting. It's only Monday, PK, and it's already starting. Agreed. That's all I'm going to say is just agreed. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) David says, I was at the game and admittedly expected more based upon the hype. Guess I better stop listening to the radio. Stadium's quite nice, but again, it's just a stadium. A lot of hype there, too. I guess I better stop traveling and having fun. Winking emoji. That ought to be where you fans there for sure. It was a fun atmosphere. It was fun to uh, every time the Arizona fans would cheat, chant U of A, that the BYU fans would just dominate and overtake them, you know, because I don't know what they had, 5-1, to 10-1, to one, probably something. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a lot to a little. That was pretty clear on TV. Well, we, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. That's no big surprise. They announced a crowd of 45,000 or 54,000, largest ever to see a college game. It's probably BYU had said it before uh, when they played in the Vegas Bowl. So uh, all that stuff added into something that we all want to see because of the fact that it's uh, hadn't had it for a year. Uh, I thought BYU, obviously they played well enough to win, uh, uh, but they're going to have to play better this week. I mean, that's clear. I think, I mean, this goes without saying, the talent level is going to take a market increase, and that's to take nothing away from the Cats because I thought the Cats, they accorded themselves well. They didn't win the game, and that's the objective. There's no such thing as a moral win, but, you know, very few teams have lost 12 in a row and the last time out you lost by 63 points to your rival. And then, if I remember correctly, they had another game the next week, and they canceled it. They said, no, nah, we're not going to do it. Uh, so they basically quit literally on the season, and you have to give Fish and his guys credit. Don Brown, the defensive coordinator, has been around for a long time. He knows what he's doing. BYU thought they could run the ball more effectively, and they didn't. So they're going to have to play better, and the players around Hall is going to have to play better. Uh, Hall, under the circumstances, I'll grade him on a curve, probably a B-. minus. Uh, next week, uh, you can't continue to grade on a curve. Everyone's going to have to play better there, uh, including the defense for that matter. So really then it comes down to being upset that they didn't uh, finish the game off when they got up 21-3? to That they kind of held on to win it as opposed to uh, just dominating the rest of the way? Uh, well, I mean, they, they, they did what they needed to do after Arizona had changed the momentum. Yes. There were, there were some things there that, that were unacceptable. I mean, after they uh, Arizona scored the touchdown, BYU gets the ball – and then they have a delay of game penalty coming out of basically what is a timeout. You knew you were going to get the ball back, and the kid had been kicking in the end zone, so you were probably going to get it at the 25, and you had a delay of game penalty? I mean, that's completely unacceptable. Uh, the defense made a stop, and then the uh, offense uh, after that got him into position to get a field goal, so that was nice. There was enough to build on. I think I was a little underwhelmed. I expected more, but in, in talking with some people – 
after the game and then yesterday. I think it was more about Arizona and the transfers that they had with the talent that was there on defense that made it a little more difficult for the Cougars. And then you already mentioned the number of quality receivers. Seems like, unfortunately, Romney's always hurt, so I don't know what to say there. But the Nakua brothers need to get back and have an opportunity to make some plays and, and go from there. The bottom line, to quote Whittingham, because he loves to say bottom line, is that the, the Cougars are going to have to play better if they want to end the streak because uh, Utah, uh, as good as Arizona played, and I'll give them credit, I've got no problem doing that, I think the Utes are going to be that much better. So, obviously, the Utes are going to want to run the ball. It's Kyle Whittingham. Why wouldn't he? It's what he does. And we got a hint of that watching uh, how it's all going to work out with that whole running back battle, watching that first game. So I'm curious what you thought watching in person. Because watching on TV, obviously, you know the numbers were pretty good as far as stopping Arizona's running game. Uh, the 81 yards rushing is a little misleading because they got Gunnar Cruz in 19 yards. You know, So the backs ran for 100 yards combined. But I thought, you know, BYU can probably live with that. But is that, this is what we always ask after one game, is that because BYU is that good versus the run, or is that because Arizona, they're there to throw the ball, and running is just something they do to give the receivers a break? Yeah, I mean, obviously they were towards uh, throwing the ball, and Barry Hill's a pretty good receiver. I knew he was a good receiver. Uh, Cruz, I didn't know what to expect there. At a quarterback, I wasn't really sure. Uh, hasn't played a whole lot. Uh, I think they had a nice game plan there. And uh, but BYU's defense, you know, it's about giving up touchdowns. You can cite all the stats you want. Yes, and they and kept them out of the end zone. We talked yeah. about the two missed field goals and the pick in the end zone. And if Arizona's looking for why they didn't win the game, well, there's three drives where you got a chance to come away with up to 21 points and you got zero and an eight point loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so And that's the game. Uh, yeah, and BYU had a couple starters down. Obviously Ellis goes down early and then mm-hmm. uh Thule wasn't playing there. Uh so I expect them to be better and they're going to have to be better too because Utah is going to present a challenge. That's why this I like actually like having this game as a second game. You have the opportunity to get the rust off of and really it, it this is just a gigantic game. This is the biggest game they've played since they've been independent because I don't think BYU's program was in the position it is now with the expectation level that they have now. You can go back to when Taysom and Jamal Williams were seniors, and and that was big too. But I think that with uh, Utah, you know, they're looking at looking at the North now, and I I put that in my predictions column. You know, when they got beat by Oregon, they had Justin Herbert there. And there's no quarterback in the north, that, at least right now, that looks at you and just, wow, that's that he's a scary dude. So, I mean, way, way, way ahead of ourselves here because they haven't even played one game. But if they can get to that conference final, the Rose Bowl's right there for the taking. And this is going to go a step towards helping you believe that you're really good. Uh, and at that point, you know, you go into it. Uh, probably if you win this game, you win next week, and then you're going into Washington State, right? That's our first game. Uh, it really sets it up where this would be a major downer. It's not anything you can't overcome, but it would be a major downer. So it's a big game, huge game in that respect. I'm really excited for it. So do you trust BYU's ability to stop Utah's running game based on what you saw in game one? 
stop? Can they stop him? No. If you see, if, if my definition has to be stop, no. I, I, not so then it comes down level. to can they slow him down? Yeah, keep him under control. You know, they're going to just like Utah State with Borgie. Borgie's really good. You know, he's been good for a number of years. He only played a couple of games last year. But before that, he was really good. And you listen to Scotty on the touchdown. You know, they had contained him, and then he breaks a big one. So Utah's going to have to do that. I mean, Utah just has so much emphasis on running the ball. Yeah, and Arizona doesn't. Yeah, if you stop them, well, then you're going to win. I don't think they're going to stop them because I don't know that anybody's really going to stop the Utes from running the ball. But at the same time, you know, do not have guys running six, seven, eight yards a carry. Make sure that it's much lower than that. It's half of that. Is that possible? Uh, Yeah, possible. Will it happen? I can't really say for sure will it happen. Utah's offensive line, what do I got there? You know, who's available? Who's playing? How good are they? I don't know enough about that. I know enough about the tradition, but I don't know enough about this particular team at this time. And you're getting them early, and you know how much have they developed in, as far as that goes. So that that's a, one of the game's subplots within the game, for sure, to be able to watch. Because if Utah doesn't do it and BYU has resounding success there, that goes a long way towards helping the Cougars win. Conversely, it would go a long way towards helping the Utes win if they have a, a good amount of success there. Brent totally downgrades the BYU victory. He says Arizona is the bottom of the Pac-12, and that's a conference that isn't very good this year. Arizona won't make it to a bowl game. Well, the bottom of the conference looks a little different after some of the scores we saw from week one. There were, there were some disasters out there. I don't know that Arizona won't make it to a bowl game. Right now, uh, speaking to the BYU coaches, they were very, very impressed. Can they get to six? Well, uh, we'll know soon enough. We'll probably know as soon as this week. If they don't beat San Diego State, it's probably going to be difficult. But if they beat San Diego State, then they got NAU the following week, if I remember correctly, and that puts them at two and one. So if you get uh, a third of your victories needed for the bowl outside of the conference season, can you find ways to win four more? If Arizona goes four and five in conference, I would have to consider that an extremely successful season. But, you know, I I compared this to what Bronco Mendenhall did. The program was in its worst spot in 40 years when Bronco Mendenhall took over BYU. And he got him to six that first season. And then he took off the next three. Phenomenal, phenomenal coaching job by Bronco Mendenhall. Should go down as one of the greatest. He was somewhat awkward when he spoke. So people, and he wasn't very personable to a lot of different people in terms of the public. So he wasn't embraced the way he should have. But he did a phenomenal job at that point. There's just no question about it. And can Jed Fish do that this year? I won't rule it out. It's going to be hard, but I won't rule it out. I'm I'm 100% with you. It's a narrow path. It is there. The The north is bad enough that you can't rule anything out, uh, but they got to beat San Diego State. And San Diego State was losing to New Mexico State at halftime and made a bunch of big plays and won the game, but they, they don't look like world beaters. So if Arizona gets that, then we'll see. Yeah. Brad says... BYU did pretty well for the first game of the season. Hall was good after the first quarter, but they have much to improve on as the competition gets toffee. I'm sure that's supposed to be tougher. (laughs) They didn't use the tight ends hardly at all. I'm curious 
why they didn't use the tight ends. Is that because something Arizona was doing? Are they saving stuff for the Utes next week? Is it just the way the game went? What was going on there? Because high expectation. And you would think with three right wide receivers out that the tight ends, which, I mean, it seems like they have an endless supply of talented tight ends, that somebody would have been making plays there, but it, it didn't happen. I don't know that I have the specific answer to that, honestly. I can bluff my way through it and pretend like I do, but I don't know. And that's some questions that we could ask going forward as to why they weren't targeted as much. I, On the surface, in my private conversations, I'm thinking that it was Arizona's defense and they were able to get a handle on that. But I didn't ask sp- specifically what was going on with the tight ends. I think that uh, one thing that was happening is that Arizona converted too many third and fourth downs, and Kalani referenced this in his post game, and we played it earlier this morning. But Arizona ended up with 83 snaps, and BYU ended up with 63. And I wonder how much of it is you don't have the ball, you got other stuff that's going well, you want to feed Tyler Algier, and he ended up with 17 carries. I was a little surprised he didn't end up, you know, at 20 or 25. Uh, Powell ends up with the eight catches. You know, you're targeting other guys and they're making plays, so you keep doing it. And I just wonder how much of it is, well, if they both had 70 snaps, some of these numbers for BYU would have looked better, but Arizona ended up with a huge advantage there. They didn't cash in on it because they get down and miss field goals and throw the pick in the end zone, but they ran way more plays and BYU just didn't run enough. So I wonder how much of that. Now, if Utah, who's going to focus on, you would think, focus on running the ball and running it better than Arizona did, that seems like one of the things BYU's got to change is they just they can't have that many snaps on defense. And that was clearly stress. And that, that was a point of emphasis for Kalani in his postgame. So I assume it's something they'll try to address. But got to get off the field on third and fourth downs. And you know Kyle has started to get more aggressive on fourth, grant, fourth down as he's uh, you know become a veteran head coach. He's become uh, more and more aggressive. Fourth and one, fourth and two, let's go for it. You know, for for a guy who likes to play field position, which he does, he also likes to go for it quite a bit. Well, it depends on the distance, and Absolutely. that was the problem there for BYU. Is that Arizona was in short distance mm-hmm. each time they went for it on fourth downs. Yep, it wasn't three or more; it was always yeah. two or under, which made the decision easier. All right, DJ and PK, more your action. Come and grab your phone. Use the uh, use the open mic feature on our app. Send us your takes and. It's a Labor Day, it's a holiday, so if you're getting up late and you missed it, Samson Nakua and Nick Ford came on to talk Cougars and Utes. They are on with us every Monday morning. Samson at 7 o'clock, Nick at 7.30. You can listen to those interviews at 1280thezone.com or get them wherever you get your, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, you can check those guys out at 1280thezone.com. DJ and PK, we got Blake Anderson, Utah State head coach, coming up at 9.30. Stay with us.